welcome. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Right Hook Podcast. I'm Tom Casadega, joined as always by the host of this son bitch, Right Hook Ray. Ray, how the hell are you, bud? Doing good, doing good. We are at episode 10 of the reboot. This is yes, awesome. Uh, and how fitting is WrestleMania week, and we got a decent amount to get into. Absolutely. Quickly and swiftly, but episode 10, folks, we're yes, still here. We, uh, we are here in the double digits. And as always, this uh, podcast is sponsored by On It. And I love to be able to plug that every week now. Our good friends at On It. Go over to onit.com. That's O N N I T. And they have a vast variety of vitamins and supplements for your needs, whether it's something for your breathing, something for your brain, something for your sleep. On it has it. And what you can do is go to onit.com and you can punch in code hook or you can punch in code joint for 10% off your very first order. And we thank you for using our promo codes. And that's on it. O-N-N-I-T.com. So we we are we're we're major baby. So check out on it and use those codes. God, God, God damn it. Hell yeah. <laughs> we uh we will jump right into it. We uh what the hell is happening? <laughs> we are jumping right into it and see that's what we do yeah. when it's live. We, uh, we have a bunch to cover this week, actually, because it's WrestleMania week, as yep. Ray just said. I, uh, I'm in the new studio as I'm trying to get my feels for everything here. It's my first nice day gig. working out of the... Thank you. Thank you. First day working out of the cubicle. I'm still trying to figure everything out. I, uh, we're going to jump right into something I wanted to bring up to you, Ray. I, um, Is there anything I wanted to ask you. <laughs> no, we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to ask you. If there was one wrestler, alive or dead, that you hadn't seen live, or you haven't seen live, who would it choose to be, and why? Oh boy, um, who I haven't seen live but would want to see live, alive or dead, alive or dead. If you have or haven't seen him, yeah. Like, say you got to see. Uh, Pillman one time and you'd love to see Pillman again. You know what I'm trying to say? Something like that. Or you uh, got to see Eddie Guerrero wrestle one time. You wanted to see him again. You know. Something along them lines. Um, you know what I'm trying to say? Or you could go and say, I'd love to see, you know, Vern Gagne or Frank Gotch or, you know, Bruno. I'm going to go with just because I've read about it and have heard nothing but stories about it. And I wasn't, not that I wasn't alive, but I wasn't aware of it during the peak of its time. If I could go to Memphis and see Jerry Lawler at the peak of his popularity, like oh, yeah. Andy Kaufman time period, like, 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 like I know that's a deep dive and that's an uncommon answer, but just cause I've read and have heard so much about that time frame. You almost want to go like if I can go back. Well, not that I could be in there because then because then it wouldn't be a empty arena match. But to see the the, the Lawler Funk thing in person, 
because that's like legend lore. That and then like Savage is like a close second. Savage at peak Savage powers in popularity. I can dig that. I can dig that. That's what I was gonna say. Are you a Lawler fan? Were you always um, a Jerry Lawler fan? I don't mind. You know, Lawler. you know him. In, you know him in Andy Kaufman, Mark. I thought that's yeah. where you were actually going with it. No, but um, yeah. I don't mind Lawler, Lawler but because of how much he meant to that small territory, you're almost intrigued to be like, you wish there was time travel to go back to witness it yourself because, because it. it's so highly regarded even now. Hell yeah. So yeah, so that would be my very unique answer. Memphis. Very nice. deep in the weeds, off the page, off the beaten path. Very nice, very nice. Now... My it second be question that was or probably Brody in like Japan. Just and that's just oh, because wow. and that's just because I love Brody dearly. So now do you do you would you see him Brody in Japan or would you see Brody in Cuba or like that um, type of deal? I wouldn't go to the Caribbean. Or would it just I matter mean, wouldn't it matter at all? You know what I'm I trying w- to say? I wouldn't go to the I wouldn't go to the go to the Caribbeans because everything that transpired. So fuck that. Um <laughs> Uh, Japan and probably Dallas. Dig it. Yeah. Dig it. Like him and Stan Henson time. Yeah. Dig it. Now, here's my second part of the question. Okay. If there were ever a pay-per-view that you would like to see, what would it be? Like all time. I'm talking like all the way back. Starcade. Golly, Wrestle Vessel. Anything. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, or three mm-hmm. heat wave. It doesn't matter any genre, any era, any pay per view, but one has to be one. Oh man, yep. What would be that one show you would go? I have to be at, I have to be there. I'm gonna try to appease the little kid in uh, me, also, because that. Okay. Probably is gonna be a strong factor <laughs> because adult me can can like still dig into the nostalgia of it, but but the five-year-old, seven-year-old me needs to be heavily engaged. Um WrestleMania six. Nice. Okay. Because it checks all of the boxes for kid me, me now. I can still get wrapped up in certain moments. And it wasn't a bad card. It might be a little lengthy, but no offense. It seems like all the cards today are lengthy. So, oh yeah, yeah, it <laughs> turned into an extravaganza. They had to yeah. put it in two days now. I uh, but WrestleMania three in the four or five combo are close behind. Hmm. And I just don't think teenage me would have appreciated seventeen. Really, the whole the whole card. Like bits okay. and pieces, I would. But as like a whole entire thing, I would be like, can we get to Triple H and Undertaker? Can we get to Austin and Rock? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like certain things I certain things I would be at the concession stand for. As teenager, as jaded teenager me. I can dig it. You were into the into the bigger moments at the time. Is it yeah, that, and then because at that time I, I was slowly checking out because the whole invasion mm. thing hadn't happened and 
it was starting to get a little – I was starting to get a little jaded because there weren't options anymore. And it just felt like it was the – it just felt off because they had the WCW guys, but, like, it wasn't the WCW guys that yeah. all of us wanted to come in. It was, like, all the guys from the the Russo latter days of Nitro that you're just like, oh, okay. The Sean O'Hara's and the Chuck Palumbo. Yeah, yes. And- yeah. Like, so that kind of, uh, I was like, oh, so this is the invasion. I'm kind of out. <laughs> kind of out right. because we all know who wins this obvious war here. Yeah. If they uh, if they would have just waited, like, literally another year and a half, they'd have had Flair, Hogan, Nash, Hall, Hawk. You know what I mean? Everybody. And then Big Show is back from injury and Booker T. And, you know, they built up a. If they could have found a way to to communicate better with with Sting. Right after, right, yeah, he was that close to signing. If you ever watched the Sting documentary, I have, and I'm like, and they interviewed him. Yeah, yeah, he goes, uh, he was when Flair came back to be the uh, co-owner of WWE of Raw with fucking McMahon. Sting was that close to signing, but ended up going to TNA, and that's where everything changed. And they were that close. If they would have put just that little bit, you know what I mean? That what if, remember we talked, we'll do them what if episodes. Oh, excuse me. We'll do that what if episode one day here. But uh, there's so many what ifs with that invasion angle of what could have been. You're exactly right. There's a, a whole other world, like a multiverse of what ifs with the exactly. invasion. You know? I. Uh, What's yours? Shit. The one wrestler that I never got to see. Uh, that's kind of tough. You know what I mean? It I, is. Um, because there's no, because there's so many answers or options. Well, like, oh, damn. I definitely can tell you pay-per-view would be mania 12 because that was like my mania like my favorite okay. i mean it was the, i've told you that story about mania 12 it was my two big guys versus my two like technical guys you know what i mean uh i was always a taker mark but i was always taller and bigger so i was like a diesel guy but i always loved brett i didn't love sean i liked sean so it was Sean and Brett, Taker and Diesel. And it was originally supposed to be Razor and Gold Dust, but we all know how that played out. And uh, I don't know. I, uh, and while Mania 12 has that really weird OJ thing, eh, that can be <laughs> kind of skipped over. I could watch the Iron Man match because I enjoy wrestling. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I have a weird soft spot for that in me. You know what I mean? So there's that. I, um, I don't know. Wrestler, I never got to see. Actually, it's going to be a little bit of a swerve here. It'd be more yeah. of a manager. I never, out of everything I've ever got to, uh, I'll say, accomplish, like, seeing wrestling, never got to see Bobby Heenan. I would have, uh, I don't know, just loved to have been in a crowd for, like, primetime wrestling or even just watched him just be Heenan with, like, Henning or something. I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I and just be I've a part of like a warrior. Weasel 
yeah, you know, or be there when Warrior puts him into the weasel suit, you know, something silly. I don't know. I, you know, just a good Hina moment would be cool for me. I had, I've seen Taker live. I've seen Warrior live. I've seen Savage. I've seen Flair. I've seen Hogan. I could run down my list, but I just, I don't know. I really can't like uh, put my finger on it. I mean, maybe I could say like, because I never got to see the Bulldogs. I've seen British Bulldog. Maybe like him and Dynamite back in the day, something like that. Um, but when I was younger, like how you were just saying, I didn't really appreciate per se. Uh, I don't know if I didn't, if it didn't appease to me back then, I really didn't fucking appreciate it, I guess. So I don't know. Me now would have to, uh, like I said, maybe go for like a Heenan moment or something or like the Bulldogs or the Heart Foundation you know, something like that. I'd like to be there for that fucking match where the uh, the Heart Foundation and the Rockers and the rope broke. Yeah, it'd be some fun very shit nice main event. Dude, imagine being like, you know, 10 to 13 or 10 to 15 back in that day and you go to that show and you see the fucking Rockers win the title. You go to school Monday. Dude, Sean and Marty, they beat the fucking Heart Foundation. Okay. They're like, no, no, they did. Yes, they did. Wait, wait till you watch wrestling. And then you do. And they're like, what are you talking about? Because WWE just kind of just potato that. And they just acted like nothing happened. So all your friends think you're bullshitting or that you weren't at the show. Something like that. And it's just that funny of like, man, to, what? <laughs> to think about, you know, that moment for how, guess how many kids that happened to you know what i'm trying yeah. to say like how many kids make look like assholes that next day you know what i mean telling all their friends the rockers did it no they didn't no they didn't no, no and then happened. 20 20 years later your friends are sitting there with their kids and their wives and their families and they see that clip on wwe and they're like oh fuck <laughs> i quit being friends with brian over that back in 1990 you know three. Oh fuck how funny is that though you know what Insane. i mean Like, man, that's so good. So good. Or to be like um, a random one here, the hotel worker in Atlanta when Flair left that fucking the prized robe in the hotel and just never remembered. And that dude found it and then sold it for 10 grand. God bless America. Can you imagine like cleaning at a hotel and you're like, da 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 da, and you go into a room? And there's the greatest entrance robe of all time laying there on a bed in an empty room. Guess what, bro? Taking that home and wearing that for the wife. Big Al. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, man. Yeah, I, uh, I, I laugh at that because they, uh, WWE did that Most Wanted Treasures show recently yeah. in the past. And that was on there. And the thing had popped up and was on eBay. And the dude needed money for like some medical bills. So then he sold it, and then the guy that he sold it to ended up being like a, a schmuck and wanting like a bunch. So Conrad just threw it all at him and was like, here, just give me the robe. Long story short, he ended up getting the robe, and uh, he had Flair come and put it on again and everything. It was, it was a good episode. And then Flair ended up, the whole playing ride from Hell story came out on Dark Side and overshadowed it all. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of Flair... We are going to jump right in to my next spring topic on you. Yeah. 
recently I had seen uh, Mark Madden, who I'm not a huge fan of already. I'm not go even. on a tirade uh, on Ric Flair, and then Ric Flair released a statement after Mark Madden did that he was no longer going to be doing the podcast with Mark Madden, and Mark Madden said, uh, you know, "Flair's a a drunk and a liar," and he said that he had lied to him, and and then he started calling Flair like pathetic and petty and all this crazy stuff. And Mark Madden leaves Ric Flair's podcast, and then Flair announces five minutes later. I'm going to be back with my son-in-law, Conrad, starting next week. <laughs> he gave no fucks about Mark Madden. Well, how do you feel about Flair? How do you feel about that whole situation with Madden? How do you, Flair, you know, feel about the Woo Nation Uncensored or whatever the hell it's called? What do you think about Flair? Because what I was going to say was, uh, when I hear somebody calling, you know, the greatest wrestler of all time, you know, pathetic and petty and stuff, it leads into what I said to you, you know, uh, past few weeks somebody needs to take flair's phone away somebody needs to sort of have like a an over voice on him to tell him like hey maybe don't post that maybe don't say that in that video like a social media manager yes because he is being detrimental but i wouldn't go as far as to calling him pathetic yet but it's, it's getting bad oh it's getting bad and that's what i was going to ask you how do you feel about all that um the whole Madden Flair beef. Uh, Mark Madden is what he is. He is who he is. I don't know why anybody would think different. He's always been this piece of shit for as long yep. as as long as we've been engaged with wrestling. That's how much he's been. Um, with Rick, it's it's hard to watch unfold because you know it's Father Time and it's a bunch of other things that's making this cocktail of just like TMZ level awfulness. Yeah. Uh, my whole reaction to the podcast thing was why didn't he join up with Conrad in, in the first place? Cause oh, he did. I, he got bored I would and assume, left. I would assume Conrad would be all for one, another podcast and two, a podcast with his father-in-law. <laughs> so, he had one originally. Okay. He had one originally, and Flair got bored. He um. That's what I figured. I figured Flair either flaked out or scheduling, and then he comes back with this with Madden. I don't know what he would said be something different. along the lines of he he got tired of telling the same stories over and over again. Well, but that's going to essentially Rick Flair talk. If you've ever heard Rick Flair talk, that's all he does. Yeah, he tells the same stories over and over and over again. He's like somebody's grandpa who's getting older who tells you the same fucking story every time you see them, but you like it because it's them and they're old and they're cute. Oh, old people. Oh, but then it's, oh, excuse me. Just every time it told just that much different. Yeah. So I think this time around, hopefully Conrad can get like a rigid structure and outline for him. Be like, Hey, look, we're covering survivor series 92. Boom. Just worry about that. We're covering one of the, WrestleMania 8. Cool. Cover it. One of the Why? weirdest things I had seen on that Ric Flair podcast, uh, the one week Flair said that uh, he wanted the show to be more current. And then... That I'd stay away from. Hold on. Mark Mann starts talking about Jay White. Ric Flair goes, Who? 
That's who, why I say stay away from. <laughs> who, who? I don't know who that is. You know, flare talks. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not up to date. I, you know, but he just said he wanted it to be current. What the fuck? You know. So Mark Madden is kind of upset about that. You know what I mean? And he kind of like ribbed Flair a little bit for it, but I could also feel the hostility. And then mm-hmm. it was the next day or two days later after I watched that, they were done. So there's like, that. Like I feel if Rick wants to be current, he's he's gonna have he's gonna have to do what we have to do, what what other podcasts have to do, and watch the current presentation. And for it kind of hurts our health, and we're a lot younger. I don't think Rick could sit through three hours of Monday Night Raw sanefully. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't see Rick going out of his way to sit on a Wednesday night and watch two hours of Dynamite for two segments. I don't oh, see him man. watching Friday Night Smack. I see him watching a pay-per-view, a special, having a take on certain guys that he's familiar with be, because of his last place that he was, I guess, employed with. Who's ever in his little have like, like a circle regular of take. Yeah. yeah. To have a regular take on the current landscape, if it doesn't involve his daughter, essentially, I just would not mm-hmm. do. I, yeah. I would veer away from that. I honestly think he doesn't need the podcast. I would like for him to be like a regular special guest on what happened when with Tony Schiavone, free blog. Okay. Um, because they cover a lot of the WCW Crockett promotion stuff. Um, maybe maybe have him feature on a Grill and JR episode that has something to do with Rick in some way, shape, or form. Like have him mm-hmm. feature on all of Conrad stuff minus 83 weeks, obviously. Um, and just have him do that. And I think that'll be just as successful and be fulfilling for Rick. Instead of giving Rick his own show, where you're gonna be like, "Hey, let's cover Starcast '84," it's gonna be a fifty-fifty if it's gonna be a really good episode or it's gonna be kind of a train wreck. Yeah, like like use Rick in small dosages on what is it? Three of your five podcasts because I I doubt he'll do one. He'll do one with Jeff Jarrett. Him and him and Eric Bischoff are off limits. <laughs> I would I would safely assume. Um, I don't know if I don't know if Kurt's podcast is under the umbrella or not, but I don't see the correlation between Kurt and Rick. They like yeah, passed ships in the night in various places, but not done anything. They might have worked in like O two. You know what I mean? And maybe like somewhere in TNA at some point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I don't even know. Cause I know he was managing styles around that time. I think styles and angle fought for the title that yeah. might, you know what I mean? But like, yes, if you put yeah. him on Bruce's show, JR show, that's a good Tony idea. show. Like people, he knows people that, that like can pull the references and history from him and just let Rick be Rick on like an episode here and there. Yeah. That'll be beneficial, and probably something, do, and probably do a lot of good cleaning up. I was gonna say like something that can actually benefit from having him on. Yeah, yeah. exactly that. Like, I won't go like uh, and sound so like uh, mean, but I guess Flair has become some one of them people that you have to take him in doses. He just uh, 
almost as unstable because you don't know if you're going to get like this respectful flair or if you're going to get happy nature boy or you're going to get confused nature boy or what i uh i don't know overconfident nature boy and i've just going by things that i've seen and heard either from his podcast or just from him in general like going live on instagram and shit you know what i mean he's becoming something else he's always posting crazy stuff and i don't know man i've i've constantly actually texted you about rick flair and said mm -hmm. things like someone needs to take his phone away in the middle of the day because i would see things and randomly recently he was at a donald trump rally speaking for donald trump yeah like, he's kind of a big fuck? he's kind of a big supporter <laughs> you know what i mean like it was just so random i was like what the fuck is happening so and this is 2022 we're dating our show here this ain't you know 2019 or anything anyway uh keeping it with the nwa and rick flair i want to jump onto something that's been on my mind like the nwa recently had the crockett cup okay at the crockett cup uh matt cardona who is the nwa champion and a friend of the show he defended the title against Nick Aldis. And Jeff Jarrett was the referee, a wild slap nuts. I, uh, I was oh, optimistic. I thought in my head, definitely Cardona was going to retain, you know, spoiler, i.e. he did. And that's why I'm here to talk about that finish. Um, at the show, they had some weird spots like really weird spots. And I don't know if it's just because it's like their first time touching or whatever, but like awkward suplexes on the ramp and on the stage, they had like weird setups. And Jarrett was in like weird places at the wrong time. And it was just kind of like, I won't go as far as to say overbooked, but it was uh, not botches, but just not timed right. You get back to the ring, ends up being... Jarrett takes a low blow from Cardona's team. It's Chelsea Green or VSK. One of them, too. I'm sorry. I um, Anyway, he takes a low blow. Right as Aldis is putting, you know, Cardona in his, uh, what does he call the sharpshooter? His ace in the hole or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, yeah. so anyway, he's uh, has him in the sharpshooter. Cardona's tapping. He's tapping. There's Jarrett. Looks right at the, the fucking bell. Ah, ring the bell, you know? He's signaling the ring the bell. As Cardona's tapping, okay? When he went down for the little blow, okay? Okay? When he went down for the low blow, Cardona wasn't in the sharpshooter anymore. Jarrett gets back up. He sees Cardona in the sharpshooter. Calls for the bell to be rang but not for the win. Calls so it the for DQ. the DQ. What? I'm going to chalk that off. <laughs> he fucking, when he did that, he called, called it for the DQ. Hand in the belt. Cardona jumps out of the ring. He's standing out there with uh, Mike Knox, BSK, and Chelsea Green. Jarrett jumps out of the ring selling the balls, but he still raises Cardona's hand 
and then says, oh, I'm so sorry. Mickey, I'm so sorry, because Mickey James had got involved in the match. Her husband's Nick Aldis. And she's in the ring with Nick Aldis after the match, and he's saying sorry to her and stuff, and he gets in, and he just starts talking to him and stuff. And he's still selling the balls. I don't know if it's an overall just Jarrett's acting, the terrible storyline build, whoever wrote that finish. I'm so glad I didn't pay for that pay-per-view. That's what I'll say. Cardona and Otis wrestled a good match. Not a great match, but a good match. A A decent match. Let me just say that. But that fucking finish, it's what we're two weeks after now, or week and a half, whatever the hell it is after now. And I'm still fucking thinking about it. And I'm still talking about it on our damn podcast. I was so mad. So mad. It was one of the dumbest finishes I have ever seen. And I've seen a lot of Dusty Road finishes and Paul Heyman finishes. and Like, you know. WWE finishes that weren't that good. I am blown away that that's what they decided to do. I And I don't know how they expected not to get any um, scrutiny or anything over it. Because I'm telling you, man, it's... It just all around looks bad. It really does. And with the NWA, like where it is now that just did them no favors man because there's no way you can come back on that because nobody really wants to see Otis take the belt from Cardona so you can't go for a, a second match and have Otis win and take it off your hottest fucking star because literally Cardona's like if not the biggest fucking name right now on the indies he's up there in the top three of all of them and he brings so much attention even to the NWA already that they had to put the title on him. That's why they took it off fucking Trevor Murdoch and put it on Matt Cardona. They didn't put it on Nick Aldis. They didn't put it on somebody else. He came in. They seen what the fuck attention he brought. And they said, here, be our champ. Now, what do you do? You book yourself into that, into that hole of, uh-oh. Or do you just completely ignore it and go on? Uh, you're probably going to have to do the latter. <laughs> Move on, ignore it, and just kind of kind of lean into it here and there. I'm assuming there's going to be something coming with Matt and Jeff. I think, I think that's going to be a bigger picture thing just because it just kind of leads down that road. And the fact that Jeff is still active, I wouldn't be surprised at that option because it just has very much a Jeff Jarrett feel. Um, that's what the NWA is going to have to do. This is one of those two-step forward, three-step back moments, and they just got to bite the bullet, pseudo-ignore it. And if they're going to go in this direction, go all the way in. And how it rolls out is how it's going to roll out. Like, like that's honestly yeah. the best logical move here out of a logical situation. Yeah. But, I mean, I must say, they're going to have to keep that title on him for a little while. There is nobody, until they get Davey Boy Smith ready, 
Because... I, I would hope that that's the move because he's kind of in this Omega up, belt collector mode. Did you see him at the Crockett Cup at all? Did you see any of the highlights or anything? I've seen some highlights, and I mean, Cardona's awesome. He... I, it's so hard to not call him by his WWE name. It's so Zach hard. Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm like, but he's he's red hot on on the non-mainstream fringe or level or scope, even though he should be in in the mainstream scope. That's another rant and gripe for another time. But he's he's collecting titles in various promotions. He's always been a social media juggernaut and it's now at like its highest Peak. point. Yeah. It's and that's like where the uh, and he's just cashing in on something he's been doing long before a lot of us have done it. Like yep, even podcasts. Cool. So so this is this is just right up his alley, falling right into his hands and it's a layup. And if he he's can save to... the brand or elevate the brand in any way, shape or form, it's it's a positive, but I also am the fan that's like I I was happy to hear it's back, but like a lot of people say, YouTube's not television. You gotta get on TV to really like gauge where you are because not everyone's gonna live and die on YouTube to watch the weekly show or go on Fight App and get the pay per view like. Like until they make that next step to get on any channel, any major television channel to bring back that brand. Ideally, you'd want them back on their home station of TBS and TNT, but that's not going to happen for obvious reasons. You know, and they can't get on USA. They're not going to get on Fox. ABC, CBS. Yeah, ABC, CBS. You know what I mean? Like all like, like all respect, if, if they wanted it, they would have got one of the two. So there's the Paramount channel that used to be Spike, and there's all the fringe channels that, like, you got to hope have have all the access to everyone and not be, like, Access TV or whatever Impact and New Japan are on where, where it's kind of like a witness protection program. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck, like, they're hidden. Yeah, so it's like the, the, the NWA's problem is not who's who's the face. It's 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 a larger problem of of just just exposure because they're doing everything right in studio wrestling's back in style. They're they're kind of keeping it old school, which is nice compared to what we get from modern stuff. But it's but it's the platform it's using that's kind of holding back from it truly being judged on where it is. They used to have the old setup where they had the bleachers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, when COVID I watched, hit, like two or three episodes, those were the greatest. That's when it was on a fucking roll. Power was so good. And then COVID hit and then they quit. Well, actually they technically quit right before COVID. They just, Stop doing it when all the cornet shit happened. When he got like accused of being racist for the chicken comment, yeah. Um, when all that happened, that's when everything kind of like the brakes started pumping. You know what I mean? Then Lagreca got let go and stuff like it happened, and a couple other weird things. 
and they stopped doing episodes. They just decided they were going to be done doing episodes. And uh, everybody was like, oh my God, NWA is going to, they're going to be done. Like, there's no way they're going to come back from this. And yet they have. But I've said this to you before. It's almost like Billy Corgan's content on where they are. So he's like, exactly. he don't give a, he don't give a fuck about taking them to the next level because he thinks they're fine where they are. You know what I mean? So that leaves people like us like, wow, how can you not see that? But to him, he's like, oh, I see it and I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? It essentially like it comes to that because that, well, I can, I can say, I think, that, you know what I mean? Uh, I really can't speak for him on how he feels. You know, obviously I'm not Billy Corgan, but every time I've seen any kind of like interview for him or he's been on NWA TV or anything like that, you know what I mean? He's been more than, I'll stay content on where he, where, when, where they're at as an NWA, you know, how you said about that old school feel and the studio wrestling. Well, they got rid of that bleacher setup because of the whole COVID thing from when they stopped the first time. When they come back now, they have the big curtain and then seats in front of it and then seats on the sides and then hard camera behind. And uh, I don't know, I, I, I have mixed emotions on the newer set compared to the older one, maybe because I like the older stuff like that with the older set. But like I said, I have no real issues with it other than something in my mind is holding them back from being legitimate. You know what I mean? Something like how you even just said, until they're able to make that next step, I really don't see them. Uh, ever being taken more serious other than being a fair ground wrestling promotion because that's where the Crockett Cup was. It was at a fairground in a bunker. If you've seen what I was talking about. Uh, I'll have to check it out. But it, it's, it sounds like it was because it was in what, Nashville? Yeah. yeah. I think I think Crockett Cup was in like, Nashville this year. I'm like 99% sure. So, yeah. It's all just... I, uh, yeah. There's that. Yeah. Do better. <laughs> so, let's get off of the way here for a minute. Let's jump into our Mania predictions. We have WrestleMania coming up. Yes. Ray, let's, uh, let's fire up that truck. All right. I'm going to have it up. I'm just going by the site I'm on. Uh, the first thing that comes up, which, in all honesty, I wouldn't be surprised if it opens the show, which, whatever. Uh, up until this week, I would have said it should have headline night one. But certain things change, and I know a lot of people don't like it, but it makes sense. Deal with it. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Who do you got? Uh, Bianca. This I do has too. to be... Uh... Uh, it has to be another feel-good moment of her beating another one of the horsewomen type of thing. Um, a comeback win to re- to avenge her like 16-second loss at SummerSlam. I um, she has to win. I mean, right? Yes. There's and there's no there's no way Becky retains Mania. I think. And it's it's been one of the more consistent plots, like yeah. long-term ones. So we're both on foot and step. Bianca has another moment taking down another horsewoman and gets the raw title. And then we hopefully they they build 
up a worthy opponent for that going forward. Uh, The first of many celebrity appearances, or a couple celebrity appearances, Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. I think we kind of know how this is going to end, right? Dominic and Ray win. Then Logan turns on Miz or something like that. Well, yeah, I... I can think of a couple different things. You know what I mean? If they, an extreme thought that I actually read, I read somebody's stupid comment today, and it was that they lose, the Mysterios lose to Miz and Dominic, or I mean, sorry, to Miz and Paul Logan. Uh, Wow, Logan Paul. I couldn't get that out. Mm. Holy hell, I just had a cornet moment. Um, But anyway, they lose, and after the match, you know, Dominic takes the pin and Ray's trying to like help him up, like, oh, it's okay. And he's like, no. And he pushes his dad and then they jump Ray. And then Dominic and Logan Paul and Miz are like these Hollywood, like good looking guys. And they're all like kind of like a faction. Yeah. And my kinda first like an upgraded la- I, version of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. I laughed when I read that. I really did. And actually, I, I said to myself, I was like, this ain't AW. You know, they're not just going to lump them into a faction together. Uh, you know what I mean? That was, I, I I saved that to actually tell you that. That was how good that was. So there's that, that could, uh, that whatever the hell guy, his prediction would come right. And then there's my thought of just exactly like that, almost like they did before. Because uh, <laughs> you remember when it happened before with Sami Zayn. Yeah. He bring him in, and then he knocked him out. And was a good guy, but everybody still booed. Yeah. So yeah, uh, they'll lose, and Miz will be like, "It's all your fault." And then Logan Paul's just gonna punch Miz, and then cheer with the Mysterios. Yay! You know, probably still get food just because he's Logan fucking Paul. It, like he did when he knocked out fucking what's his Sam. face, Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. That's what I think is gonna happen. He's just gonna, you know, feel good moments and. It's for little kids, so just send some feel-good vibes out there with them all standing tall. Yeah. Yay! Send we people beat the bad happy. guy. Well, they're not going home yet. But, I mean, well, yeah. give, give them happy vibe. Yes. McIntyre, happy Corbin, quickly. McIntyre. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, might as well get to the juicy one that's on here. Seth versus TBA. I think we're in lock and step with TBA as Cody. I've been some, saving some this, this right before we started. I told you I had something I had saved for you, and this okay. is actually one of them. Oh boy. So here we go. I had seen a report that they were going to be bringing in Shane. I saw that too. Or Shane's so, coming back. One of the things I had thought of was, what if they do it like this? McMahon comes out, and before he could even start talking, Austin Theory's music hits and he comes out and he's like already upset and he's like why did you pick me why didn't you pick me I could beat him let me avenge myself I could beat him Vince is like and before he could even go to say anything like how I just did that Shane McMahon's music hit that'll get that eruption of booze Shane will come out and Vince will be talking to him and then <laughs> it'll be, you'll hear that wrestling is more than one royal family. And then Cody's music hits. And then Cody comes out 
And he goes and challenges Rollins because Vince will be like, that's who I chose all along, damn it. Hmm. Not his uh, son. Yeah. Not his fucking protege. But both of them being like, oh, you didn't choose us? And he chose Cody all along. Because that you'll hear that beginning of his song that wrestling has more than one royal family. And then Cody comes out. And that's how you get that's essentially how you get to that point and give everybody that like eh, 36 hours of like happy, happy, joy, joy before they kind of like lose interest again. Because, you know, as soon as like if he shows up at Mania and it's not just Shane McMahon who wrestles the match, it, it's going to be the hottest, biggest thing. It's going to be trending on Twitter. It's going to be fucking everywhere. You know what I'm trying to say? But then it'll grow stale because everybody will talk about it for a week straight. So Just like every other hot topic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, yeah. So, so they either have to come out booking it really strong or it's just going to fall flat. And I have a feeling, honestly, if it's if it's Shane McMahon, he's probably going to beat Rollins. And if it's Cody, he's definitely going to beat Rollins. So unfortunately, there's that. And if for some odd reason it's Austin Theory, hopefully he doesn't beat Rollins. Doing double duty. Exactly. Double duty at Mania mm. for Austin Theory. You know, yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not. I hope they do something of what you said and it just leads to the obvious slam dunk choice angle needle mover trending move which is probably what they're going to be looking for at some point yeah. this weekend, in some points of this weekend. Let's oh, hope. Stupid phone. God damn it. The SmackDown, SmackDown tag team title match, the Usos versus Nakamura and Boogs. The bloodline is not losing any gold this weekend, right? Thank you. Okay. I, they are going to all be standing tall with the belts at the end, so I definitely don't think Boogs and Nakamura win. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> they have them Toyota Tundra commercials with Boogs and uh, Nakamura and everything recently, but that, I don't think that's enough for them to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not like over enough. I mean, they have a nice little fucking, you know, uh, crowd. Yeah. But they're not over enough to take away from the bloodline right now because how they're on that level. So yeah. there's my opinion on that. Then we get to the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair <laughs> versus Ronda Rousey. This has been underwhelming, to be polite. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. I, it's going to sound crazy. I mean, obviously, we know Ronda's going to win, but I was gonna say, I'd dude, be all right if Charlotte just retained. I'm there, you too. You know what I mean? Like, Have a fuck finish and just let Charlotte keep it. You know, Ronda don't need it. She doesn't do anything good. And when I say that, she can't work a fucking promo. She can't yeah. work a fucking match. If you yeah, go back and watch her, her last mouth. run, she wasn't even that good. Her last run wasn't even that good. And then she got all bitter because the fans were booing her because they seen right through her. Ooh. And then she got all butthurt about it. And then she's like, fuck these fans. Fuck WWE. And now she's back because she needs money. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Charlotte retains the money. But obviously we know Rousey's yeah. going to fucking... Yeah, well, we, know, we know the obvious, but we'll go with the hopeful... Yeah. Then up to end night one, it's the KO show. I guess do we predict 
it's a match? Do we predict it's Austin just plays the hits and that's how they send off night one with a talking segment? Like, what happens here? Because they they've hinted at the nineteen years. Yeah, Austin even said, "Call it a match." match. Yeah, Austin even said on his reply, "Call it a match. Call it an ass whooping. Call it a beatdown. Call it whatever you want." But at WrestleMania, I'm coming for you. So that kind of made me think, like, what the fuck are they planning? Yeah, and then they announced it, and they announced it's the fucking main event. That that says right there, what the fuck are they planning? You know what I mean? I. I'll believe it when I see it, if it's going to be a match. You know what I mean? Other than that, I think it's like you said, he's going to play the hits, drink some beer, stand tall, and end the night because they're in Dallas. And that'll be their recap for the following day. You know what I mean? Like the focal point of him fucking crushing beers and then everybody going crazy. You know. I'll believe it when the glass shatters and I see the BMF vest the braces, the tights, and boots, then yep. I'll be like, okay, okay, we have a match. Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be some talking, and then it's going to change. It'll probably be a quick squash at that point. A couple yeah. of mud holes, Luthez, get up, stunner, stunner again. We all go home happy. Because you, you can't have Owens do really any offense to Austin, right? You know what I mean? I, I, like, I would assume not, but I'd never say never. I don't think he stuns Austin. I think I think he mimics the mud hole stop at least, and maybe a Luthes press, but that's it. I can dig it. That's in my mind. I hope Austin can take them bumps. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say that's what I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? That's the only thing I'm thinking about. Like, I just hope he can uh, – I hope they can do something worth it is what I essentially mean. And nobody risking, like – nobody's risking really getting hurt or anything. Because, like, everybody's saying, 19 years is – 19 years, no matter what. 19 years is 19 years. So, we'll see. We shall see. All right, we're on to night two. Um, yeah. Have that starting first. We'll skip it. Late add-on, Lashley versus Omas. I'm going to call a swervy finish, like a double count-out, double DQ, because neither hmm. guy can take the loss right now, right? Lashley, but he still has to get that shoulder surgery and everything, and that's okay. where my... <laughs> My just, was just, just, just the way that they presented him on Raw, he comes out this raging baby face. Yeah, they bring him out like that, and that's what I said. But they can't, they can't stop unless they're done with Omos's push. You get what I'm saying? They can't stop his role unless because he debuted last year at Mania. Yes, you know what I mean. So I just, I can see him cementing that like I'm here by beating Lashley with easy number. And then them selling it as he hurt Lashley. Lashley's out again. That's how you're able to work the shoulder. That's how you're able, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. That's how you're able to get around the bullshit. And I hate to say it, but that leaves the door open for him to come back and have a feud with Omos. So there's that. What do you think? Um, I can see it that way. I just, 
I wouldn't be surprised if they go with what I'm thinking. But I, yeah, I, I, I can see it your way, even though they're like kind of feeding Lashley to Omos. But but if there's like a if there's like a receipt for it, then great. If there's not, then that just makes Lashley look really bad from Elimination Chamber to this. But I mean, <laughs> but but Omos can't take the pin. We're both on the same page. He can't take the loss because they're they're clearly doing something with him. They're clearly doing something with him. I would assume they're gonna kick it up to high gear after after Mania. Like maybe he challenges for the U.S. title. We get the David versus Goliath match where Finn's unfortunately fed to the monster, but it seems like everybody's gonna have to be fed to him. But we'll see. I'm going to assume that that will probably open the night. Actually, no. I'm going to say the next match is probably going to open night two. The triple threat tag match, RK Bro, Street Profits, Alpha Academy. I can see that. You're going to have to get the fans hyped up right away with their hot tag team duo. I was going to say RK Bro is the hottest thing right now. I don't see uh, a breakup coming. But I also wouldn't be surprised with the creative. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see RK Bro break up. I'd be okay if Alpha Academy won and got to have a mania moment. Unfortunately, I think WWE kind of lost interest, not interest, but lost the push of the street profits. So they're going to end up being the ones to take the pin regardless. If you go back and look the past two weeks of Raw, everybody's got to shine except them. So, unless it's a big swerve and the Street Profits win the tag titles. You know what I mean? I just don't see it happening, really. I, um, I, like I said, I can see them being the ones taking the pin. And uh, either RK Bro or Alpha Academy are your champs. I'm going to lean towards RK Bro retaining just because they're going to want to start off the show happy, happy. Um, I feel a turn is looming, but I hope it's done in the creative way that probably me and you were thinking, where Riddle has sat under the tree and has learned the tutelage, and he does a viperous turn on Orton. And then mm-hmm. we lead to that. One of them gets in money in the bank. Assuming one of them would win the briefcase, and then we go on from there. But I, RK Bro will probably retain to get the party jumping for night two, because yeah, and it seems it seems because there's the hot thing, they're probably not going to cool off of it just yet. They're probably going to make us wait till after at least Mania after Backlash to start oh, teasing wow. us with it. To at least tease us with it. Hold it off till you know closer to SummerSlam and have that blow off at SummerSlam because of how big and over they've been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something because along them lines. Money in the Banks of Stadium show this year, I wouldn't be surprised they're going to have to do something. Is it? Yes. It's in Vegas oh, and shit. SummerSlam's in Nashville. Oh, fuck. So, yeah, they, I'm yeah. going to assume they're, they're going to be thinking of something big to make that stadium show for Money in the Bank worthwhile. That's going to be pretty cool to see. Definitely. <laughs> I agree. 
All right. What do we got next? Zane, Sammy Zane versus Knoxville. Knoxville, I think. Uh, and there's an ODQ match, lazy booking, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's, I was going to say, if they had something else, like even a one on one, just no bullshit, I was going to say maybe Sami Zayn just ends up winning or, you know, Knoxville, you know. A- anyway, here's where I'm getting to. This Falls Count Anywhere match, this no DQ bullshit, I think Knoxville's going to end up having a few of the other jackass people show up because it's mm-hmm. mania. I think they're going to do some stupid shit. And I definitely think that Sami Zayn's going to have Knoxville take some bumps. Oh, yeah. I could see something from like the top of the turnbuckle or like they go off to the side of the stage and they like almost like Miz and Shane did when they yes. fought. You remember that Miz dad whole thing? Yeah. Like remember when they the went up on that scaffold? Like, yeah. They run that scaffolding crane thing where that camera guy was. And they do and the they did that dive through the tables. Yeah. So I could uh I could see something like that happening and being the three. You know what I mean? I it's I'm not saying I'm against celebrity matches or anything whatsoever. I just think this one wasn't needed. No, it was not. You know what I mean? Like all due like respect you could, to Sami Zayn. You could make this an Intercontinental title rematch. With and just let them go out yeah. there and tear the house down. Yep. But they had to. We're here. Knoxville probably wins by some shenanigans. Hooray. They're cashing in on this 20 years later. Fantastic. McAfee versus Theory. This is this one's tough because I like Pat. But they're clearly building at least the rocket ship, the theory. So I don't know where they go here. I really don't. Because clearly there's something behind theory. I I, I think most of us can can see that he's going to be the, like, next big project. I agree. I, uh... Oh man, that's tough. Like I, we always talk a little bit off air. I don't know. That's such a, uh, it's a tough call overall because there's so many different things that could happen because like you said, neither one of them really can take the loss or they really need the loss per se. Cause McAfee can lose, but why, you know, why even do all that then? Yeah, and then the same thing for theory. Why'd you build him up so much just to have him lose? I I think this is another one of them segments where they have to have good creative to blow me away because I don't see what they've seen enough to book this. I have so many mixed feelings on this because they didn't even address at all. Pat McAfee and Adam Cole. It's They're almost making like it's this never up. existed. They're it's probably, probably because of the obvious. Because his first match on the main roster, they're trying to make it out as like, his first time stepping into a ring. No? You just going to not remember all that? Yeah. Well, yep, apparently so. But I just, I don't know. I, uh, 
I hope McAfee goes out there and fucking tears the house down with theory, though. I have no doubt. I hope that it's, you know what I mean? I hope it's a <laughs> underrated match of the night. You know, I, I, I hope they do really good. That's all. I'm there, too. I'm at the wait and see. Let's see how this unfolds. The women's fatal four-way. Queen Zelina and Carmella versus legit glow. Naomi and Sasha. Liv and Rhea and Natalia, Shayna Baszler. I'm going to go with just the way that they've been using them on TV and how they've been like kind of leaning into it. Liv and Rhea since apparently that they're not going to use Rhea in a main event picture, which pisses me off. But it's probably going to be Liv and Rhea. I would be shocked if it's Naomi and Sasha. I was going to say, I actually was thinking Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I, if my pick of, you know, if Baszler and Natalia don't win, I think it will be Naomi and Sasha because, well, if it's Sasha and Naomi, I hope Sasha brings Naomi to that level of like being seen by WWE to be like, oh, she is actually good as fuck. Let's use her more. Yes. I hope that's what happens with that if they win, if that makes sense. Like, I hope it benefits Naomi from them winning. Um, but I think Baszler and Natalia are going to win just from like my gut, if that makes sense. No, I've just been seeing like little things, man, and they've been fucking clicking. And I just, uh, it's a hodgepodge thrown together team again. But Natalia is actually good for being a fucking weirdo. And I say that like with all due respect, she, she actually does pretty decent for being a fucking weirdo. You know, I, uh, outside of the ring, do I give a fuck about what Natalia says or does? No, but she has had some good matches. Um, she's decent. You know what I mean? And Shayna Baszler is actually pretty fucking good. Um... I can see it. I'm just so used to them not maximizing the talent of Shayna Baszler that I've kind of not given up, but I've turned my back to it because why hasn't there been anything cashed in on her by now besides the WrestleMania 36 match? I was going to say that that Elimination Chamber match that led to that match where Becky beat her like 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 three minutes. That was like her arrival of sorts and it just nothing came after that yeah they uh i think vince didn't see something in her which yeah. is terrible yeah like i could like i could see them pulling the upset i just it, it's it's kind of a makeshift tag team title it's it's like the hodgepodge tag title so it is. because because they don't have a division anymore because because the inspiration's gone and they had it, and they barely used it. So we'll see there. It's probably going to be a filler break time match, unfortunately, just because because yeah. the title doesn't mean anything <clears throat> in in the realm of WWE right now. 
And then we get Edge versus AJ Styles. <sighs> blue Edge. Blue Edge. Edge has been yeah. very blue lately. Blue Edge whole, versus like, AJ. The whole makeover, man. It's like Edge Bachwinkle. Blue lights. Yeah, he got all the blue lights. Got the new music. Speaks different now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought, like, okay, they're going to lift the blue lights here in a minute. Oh, no. here in a minute. Oh, here in a minute. No, no, blue. Yeah, I have blue edge written here. So, anyway. I'm going to go with AJ just because he needs some kind of traction because they're going to need respectable opponents coming out of this for whoever wins the unified title. And who better than AJ? And that's just not me being an AJ stan. I just, it just makes sense. You're going to need an elevated name on Monday. Well, they're going to need it a lot more on Friday too. But you're going to need like a suitable challenger coming out of Mania to challenge whoever's the unified champion. And I, I, think, the, I think the first quote-unquote hurdle or challenge is probably going to be AJ. McIntyre. That too, but I but I could see them carrying this happy Corbin crap on and because, because they'll see something in it because Corbin's not bad in the ring. It's just the presentation of him sucks. They've been teasing a Baron Corbin uh, Mad Cat Moss breakup already. Yeah. So... We'll see where that goes. I uh, I actually am going to go ahead and say Edge because with this whole revamping of his character and everything, man, I really, really think like he fucking needs this win to like make him like make it like known that like yeah that he's here. This is legit. This is official. Like. To make him what his character needs to be, to have him be taken more serious, to have him be that little bit more badass, he needs this win because they went and gave him the new music, they gave him the whole makeover, the suit wearing serious, you know, badass edge. You think you know me? No, you know, like he's this whole completely new dude, and I uh, to really cement this fucking change. He needs to just not beat AJ with ease, but he needs to beat AJ clean. And I, especially coming off last year's mania with the whole stack them, uh, pin them, whatever the hell. He was literally, you know what I'm trying to say? The kid you just said he was stacked. So come on. They have to give him something in my mind, I guess. So I'm going with Edge. I think mm. Edge deserves this. I think he kind of needs this Mania win to make up mm. for everything. This so, is probably going to be Edge. like match of the weekend candidate, right? Definitely. It has potential. Oh, yeah. yeah. If they touch and they have like, if they click, oh, yeah. Because in the 2019 Rumble when they touched, no, 2020, I'm sorry. When they first touched in the Rumble, they did uh, pretty decent before Styles got thrown out. So, uh Let's pray for some magic. You yes. know what I mean? So, yeah. Then, what are we looking at next? 
we've come to the, the big one, the title unification. Our tribal Yikes. chiefs, Roman Reigns versus the Beast, Brock Lesnar. I've been a Yikes. Roman guy since day one. This this run's not going to end Sunday. No. I, I think we're going to have it till at least next, next Mania. Year. Looking at you, Rock. We've um, Roman leaves there. He conquers the one thing that he hasn't done, which is defeat Brock at Mania. The bloodline leaves with all the gold. And probably Brock goes away for a little while because he's got butchering and hunting obligations or something. And then he comes back at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam in a not in the title picture, but in some kind of a, attraction feature. But I got Roman leaving Dallas with both titles. Yes, do I? All yep, right. I do as well. I had, did you see the thing? It's the new t- uh, title belt thing. It's the black one. It has that gold stripe underneath of it. Okay. I there haven't, a, but there, there was a thing in Dallas be... this week that they were bringing down, like for the one of the attractions, and uh, everybody was saying that they think that might be the belt. I don't know if you can find your images online whenever we're done here, whatever. But uh, it's this huge, big display that was on the back of a truck that they were bringing in for one of the, you know, hooplas. It was a black belt with the, you know, with gold big slash. W. Yeah, big W with the gold underneath. So we'll see. I wonder I mean, if they might just. I'd be okay with the new belt. I'm okay when guys, when everyone has two, because it represents yeah. both shows. Except Dan Lambert right now. That's really annoying, but we'll touch yeah. down on that later. Um, Dream World, they go back to the wing heel and just modify it. Or. They get rid of the color-based titles and do what they did before, but that's me being curmudgeon old man. But if they do one unified belt, I guess that's okay. That's a strong indicator that the champ's going to be on both shows. I don't know if that means we're going to be losing the brand split soon. If that's the case, I would presume so, because it seems like, they're kind of saying they don't have the roster depth, which is garbage they anyway. Fired everybody. Yeah, yeah they fired everybody. Yeah, Duh. it's like it's like you fired all fired all the gyms and they're on the other side of the fence. Yep. So WrestleMania should yep. be all right. Both nights have have a couple of attraction matches that'll make it worth the weekend. So that was our WrestleMania prediction. Yeah. And, not much going on on Dynamite. I look back, Punk and Max Caster started off the show. Of course, Max Caster probably makes a Will Smith reference. He loses to Punk. Uh, I saw Moxley and Lethal briefly. I'm sure Moxley won because of the Blackpool Combat Club. has got to get strong. And when I last looked over my shoulder, it was Daniel Bryan and Wheeler Yuta, and it looked like it was a good match. Going to assume again, Blackpool Combat Club won, and Yuta will probably be a part of the faction here soon, if not tonight. And Thunder Rosa is on stage right now, so cutting another promo that's not interrupted. Joy. Yes. So we're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
those are our mania predictions and that's your live looking on dynamite here yeah. tonight i uh we can touch on that will smith chris rock thing yeah what do you think, man? was it a hoax let's, let's do was it real the world's been doing and cover this situation well, what do you um, think? Was it real? Was it a hoax? What? I am in the camp of it was work to boost ratings and viewerships on the Oscars because the past few years the ratings on the Oscars have been shitty and people have been getting uncomfortable with it and they needed something to, to spike interest which mission accomplished. It did. Um, I don't like it at the expense of two African-American actors and performers doing something so quote-unquote like ratchet. Edgy, yeah. Yeah, like edgy or ratchet. Um, yeah. Will wins the award a half hour later, has the speech. Um, and if it is real, I have a conniption with that because he doesn't do anything about the whole Jada Smith entanglement thing. He just kind of goes on her show, looks like an idiot, and is presented like an idiot, does nothing. But Chris Rock, who's a comedian, makes a G.I. Jane joke, regardless if he knew that she had alopecia or not. But you go up and smack a guy for a joke, but not the guy that slept with your wife under your nose for so long. Right. I, I, I got a dad joke for you here. <laughs> you, can be in a, you can be in a room with 100 people. 99 of them won't smack you, but one will. <laughs> That's fucking good. <laughs> I just, oh, yeah. I, yeah. And the fact that I haven't heard anything from Chris Rock is a little disturbing yeah. that, that maybe, and, but I did see that. Oh, no, he did tweet. He said, my gums absorbed a blow. Oh, <laughs> I'll have to look that up, but. Yeah. Apparently he's on tour with Kevin Hart, which sounds weird that he's not headlining that. (laughs) But anyway, the ticket sales were reasonably priced before this. Oh, he's definitely getting that money now. Now they're like in the hundreds and close to the thousands of dollars for this comedy show, which I'm sure is going to give him a shit ton of material to you. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like a shit ton of material that I hope he uses and leans into it and is like, well, yeah, I could have said a lot worse. I could have said this. And then he actually at least makes one joke that's a little bit stiff because he's kind of in the right to. Oh, dude, he started to say that while Will was like, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. He was starting to say something like, uh. Oh, I, I, I took it easy. You know what I mean? It was something like that. Like he was starting to say something, but uh, he ended up not because Will kept yelling over him and I didn't get to hear what he actually said. I even went back and listened to the clip and he did start to say something, but I don't know what it was. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. Like, I, you know how we just said, you know what I mean? About the fucking, it could be a work. It, it, but it definitely could be a fucking shoot. So, and if it is a shoot, like you just said, I agree, hundred percent. And and I, and I was gonna ask you that. I'm like, you being married, which would be more 
what's the word I'm trying to look for? Which one of those would would a slap be more appropriate for? The entanglement or someone making a joke about about your wife's hair or hairstyle or just or just a joke about your wife? Or well, it, you... it, it would definitely be the entanglement over the uh, jokes because okay. especially if it was a mild comedian like Chris Rock, he was. Did that were those weren't harsh jokes? They were mild. They were mild jokes. Um, my thing would be the entanglement thing is at that point I'd have to even assess the situation because do I slap the guy who's just there trying to get his dick wet or do I just avoid the whole situation and not slap anybody because it's the female who did it and yeah you know what I'm trying to say to you it's yeah. uh you know she obviously knew what the fuck was going on she's the one who's married and you can't go like smacking her around so it leaves you with just that you know fuck it if they if they want to be together then they get to go be together my whole thing is is fuck here we go this might be a little bit more of a hot take but you can call my fucking my mom a cunt oh well you know what i mean uh okay you can call my wife a cunt oh well if you really want to argue with me fucking try and talk to me about wrestling you know what i mean i'll fucking i'll debate you about wrestling I try really hard not to let people's like petty words uh, like uh, bring me to that level of like snapping out anymore. Dude, I used to be one of them people who just uh, would flip out at the drop of a dime and fucking, you know, fight and all that shit. I got like, I'll say it, my health ain't been that good. I got like one good fight left in me, dude. And I'm saving that for like if somebody like tries to cut me in line at Dairy Queen and they want to talk shit and I have to like ruffle some feathers. You know what I mean? I got to have that one good one left in me to make sure I get my fucking ice cream first. <laughs> <laughs> then I, uh, I don't know, man. It, that's a whole messy situation all the way around, to be 100% honest Agreed. with you. I, uh, it all depends on what the situation is and what's going on at the exact moment. You know what I mean? My wife's the big girl and I know she, uh, she handles her emotions, you know, whatever the fuck way she wants. So, you know, she's not going to worry too much over, you know, somebody calling her a stupid name, I guess. <laughs> we, uh, you know, what I'm trying to say, I, yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, it, I, it's a tough call all the way around, all the way around. Cause, ah, man, that's a tough spot to be in. And in, in general, if it would be something like that, I don't think I would even have reacted. Like, cause if you look, Will Smith had originally laughed, laughed, you know, until he's seen her reaction. So, I mean, even then, you know, you say something on Twitter or you pull him aside after the fucking show. You know what I mean? You don't fucking yeah. get up and you do that shit, even if it was fake. I, you know, it it made them look bad either way. Not them as Chris Rock, but it made Will Smith look bad, Jada look bad. You know what I mean? Exactly. If they're that butthurt about that, then why wasn't he butthurt, like you just said, about the fucking entanglement or the gangbangs or anything? You know what I'm trying to say? So, I don't know. He wasn't too upset about his wife having sex with fucking four people or whatever the fuck it was. So I, I don't know. It it, man. It's uh, dicey. 
it, 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 I just have to throw my hat on on that. We just have to move on. Yeah. At that, you know what I mean? There it's you a, go, yeah. folks. We, 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 we covered something trendy because it's, it's everywhere and it's undeniable. <laughs> yeah. So we're torn on this subject. <laughs> so I, uh, speaking of like personal stories, I, I sometimes tell like, uh, personal stories. Okay. And, uh, I'd recently had a, a little, I guess we'll call it hiccup, brought up to me about something that had happened in my life. When I was a few years younger, I coached some youth soccer back down in my hometown. And it was the same soccer league that I played in when I was younger. And uh, I won two world champions uh, to championships and I played in three we got to play at the Riverhound Stadium down the road like on Carson Street their practice field um, and that was our like McKees Rock soccer biggest claim to fame you paid like 30 bucks and you got to play you know what I mean well the people that originally ran it they got older and they had somebody else one of the parents that were around the time when I was around take it over so I had uh I had known them and they had asked me if I wanted to coach because I was too old to play. I was like, okay, yeah. Well, I coached the little kids. I didn't coach kids that were, I was just playing with like, a, you know what I mean? I was coaching the littler kids. And I was like, man, are you sure I can't be used over in the, uh, the older kids? I'd be like, no, Tom, we have everything we need here. You know, we just, uh, we're going to be coaching the blue team of the little kids. You get to think of a name you know, and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I chose the Panthers because I'm a huge Friday Night Lights fan. I'm a Dylan Panther through and through. I'm a lion through and through. Anyway, uh, so first practice came and uh, everything went good. And this is legit. Uh, second practice came, there was a couple newer kids and I didn't know them. So they had to introduce themselves, okay? And uh, everybody was doing like their introductions and uh, I was having people like, you know, talk about what they liked, you know, different things like that. And uh, fuck, I'm trying so not to laugh. This one little boy got up and uh, he said, my name's Weed. My name's Weed. I like soccer. And uh, he liked a couple other things, a couple of the video games that were trendy at the time. And I said, your name's what? My name's Weed. So I had to take a, a second to try and figure out how I'm going to address the situation as a coach. It, but in my hometown, that really doesn't surprise me that a kid would be named after marijuana. You know what I mean? I, I really, I, I, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So I would call them things like Bud or like Philly, you know, like things associated with like weed and blunts. Mm -hmm. The whole the whole season. The whole season. I'm talking the whole season. Uh it's ah, fuck. It was either game five or game seven, because me and the person I was talking to, we both couldn't remember. The parents were there. And they were more on the side than they should have been. And I remember like, hey, you know, you guys are going to be back. And uh, 
it was after the game. They were like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. We didn't mean to be like standing on the field. You know, this is our first game we're attending. And me and the assistant coach from one of the other teams that was talking to me as we were sitting there talking to the parent said, yeah, I'm Reed's dad. And I said, who? And then it dawned on me. I had been calling this kid weed all fucking year. His name was Reed, bro. He had a speech impediment. He was saying, my name's Reed, but he was saying, my name's weed. But he didn't say anything when I'd be calling him Philly or Blunt. No, I didn't call him Blunt, but when I'd call him Philly or when I'd call him Bud, you know, things like that, he never uh, reacted or said anything. But when I'm not kidding, I about shit myself laughing when it was brought up to me that I called a kid weed for the first, you know, seven games of the season or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Bro, you talk about feeling like a fucking dumbass. You know what I mean? That's a definite uh, put down the bong moment, you know? <laughs> My name's Weed. Okay, nice to meet you, you know? Oh, here I am thinking, you know, in McKees Rocks, anybody can, all right, I guess if you're going to name your kid Weed, you know, okay. Nope, his name was Reed. His name was Reed, bro. And he, uh, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh, Leah Redmond for telling me that story, by the way. <laughs> Shout out to Leah Redmond for telling me that story. Oh, man. There's a good chuckle for you. Yes. <laughs> Spin this. I, uh, do you know uh, Nathan Orton? I do is not. Randy Orton's brother. I was gonna make a cheap joke. Like, is that Randy Orton's brother? It is. He's a comedian, actually. Yeah. And uh, I, I won't say I recently found him on Twitter, but it was I don't know, a couple months back. I'll say like two, three months back or whatever it was, and then I forgot I had followed him, and then it was literally I just wrote it here at the end of my page. It was this morning. I was scrolling through Twitter unexpectedly and I had seen this person. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I thought it was one of them like fan pages. And I went, mm-hmm. oh no. So I clicked on his page and you know, it's who it is. And uh, he has some really good fucking funny stuff. And uh, his opinion on the Will Smith thing, he said, as a brother of a wrestler, as a son of a wrestler, and as a grandson of a wrestler, he said there was something fake about that slap. And uh, I, don't know, I thought that was pretty funny. You know what I mean? And he's a comedian and it shows you how we talked about before, how not every like member of the family gets out to be famous. Yeah. You know, how there's Eli and Peyton, but then nobody really talks about the third Manning kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody talks about nobody talks about Malachi, the third buck. You know what I mean? The third Massey brother. Yeah, because everybody talks about Matt and Nick. There's there's Malachi, Matt, and then Nick. And Malachi, uh, yeah, you know, he's not an athlete. He's not, um, I think he's like a banker or an insurance salesman or something. You know what I mean? He's like the complete opposite perspective of the Bucks. What's the third Manning brother's name? Cooper. Cooper, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say Connor for some reason. <laughs> But uh, how fucking cool is you know what I mean? How fucking funny is that? It's I want that I bring thing. it to the attention to kind of plug the kids' feed, go look at him. You yeah. know what I mean? 
he must be pretty good. But I will follow him because I didn't know that Randy had had a brother. Didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, it's definitely definitely a good read. So, haha. <laughs> All, right. All right. So on that note, what do we have going on on Dynamite? Uh, nothing really. Looking? No, I'm not looking. There isn't much going on. Um, I guess, do we bring up the cool idea that we're doing? That's what I was going to send it over to you. Okay. All uh, right. The wrestling nerd in me uh, got inspired by a idea. And fans can be involved if if you want. We kind of hope you do. Um, we're going to do something called the top tier pyramid, and it's the top tier pyramid of the top your top favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, we're still working out the parameters of when, like what era, time period, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it's thirty wrestlers. The makeup, I believe it was five tiers or six tiers, whatever. Um, five tiers. And we're going to, me and Tom are going to do that in the ongoing episodes, or there might be an episode dedicated to the, to the top tier pyramid. Um, I know some people are just going to pick their all time favorites. You know, others are going to be, I'm going to try to be a bit logical with my pyramid and do it with like my all-time favorites and then and then legit legends but it's going to be our 30 who we feel fit in the pyramid tiers one through five tier one is going to be like the mount rushmore ish tier two is the next level down tier three is middle of the road fours whatever tier five is like they're on the fringe they're going to be probably the guys that we always forget to list or don't think of right away. But this is going to be a fun exercise, just a wrestling fan thing to do, something fun, you know, to see to see who, who's where in our tiers and just an interesting, fun experiment. So the top oh, tier yeah. pyramid episode will be coming soon. I've made like two or three drafts already and – I'm already flustered. Uh, there's probably going to be one subject for me because no one knows this. I, I am a black guy. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> one guy is going to be a very controversial spot, but I feel, but I will elaborate when we cross that bridge. I mean, I, there's probably going to be a couple of controversial guys for other reasons, but this one stands out. Because it's 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 you would think in logic <laughs> you would think in logic he would be where he should be, but because how do I say this certain because things <laughs> certain things were said and hasn't been clarified or apologized leaves you with a bitter taste because. The five-year-old me is highly upset about all of it and would five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old me would put him probably in tier one. 
there there was a draft where he wasn't on any of my tiers. There was a there was a draft where he's he's in the middle, and there was a draft where he's he's not top, but he's in second. Uh, for those of you who are smart people, can probably connect dots on who on who I'm talking about, but I will elaborate and explain why when we do that episode because I, I feel it's a legitimate gripe and just a major wrench in this exercise because in theory he should be somewhere but in reality because of what's been exposed or said it's hard not to take it a little personal (laughs) hard not to take it a little personal clearly you're talking about Savia Vega yes (laughs) great answer (laughs) great answer (laughs) <laughs> oh man i can remember being a young kid and watching that in your house to where dx was fighting the big group of like faces and it was dx had this mystery partner and everybody thought it was going to be Shawn michaels coming back and howard Finkel was like oh, no little mystery partner Savio vega and i remember sitting around like what what <laughs> i was so mad like i was so mad like it was no way out the one no way out period. i was like crying i was like so mad it was a 10-man tag anyway but yes the tier tournament is definitely coming very soon uh, if not uh, it won't be the week after wrestlemania uh because we have like a weird fuzzy kind of week coming up for me but then it'll probably be two or three weeks and then okay. we'll have our tournament throughout an episode it gives me time and, to do two, like two more drafts, and that'll give me a chance to like lock <laughs> mine into place a little bit better. Yeah, I want to. Uh, I like how you said you had so many different drafts. I found myself starting and stopping a lot, and that's where I ran into a lot of like my headaches at because instead of doing many different drafts, like how you just said, that would have been the smarter thing to do. I would stop, start, stop, start crumple piece of paper throw it away start over you know what i'm trying to say because i would get like flustered over trying to figure out like well i, I want to put them here for this well wait a minute i want to put them here for that i don't want to put them here for this you know different things like that and i was like found myself falling into a fucking hole you know what i mean and i i yeah i had to like okay hold on so essentially that so we're gonna lock all that into place and We'll drop that on you here in a couple weeks. Yeah, and if you want to be a part of it, you can. Uh, the more the merrier. You you Hell can yeah. send in your send in your top tier pyramids at rhrpodcast one at gmail gmail and if you send Action. them in, we'll happily read them, compare notes and pyramids, and see if we have a lot of similarities. I will safely say that we're probably going to have a lot of similarities in certain tiers. And I think yeah. once we get to like tier three to tier five, that's probably where it's probably going to get a little interesting, but I want to say the top two tiers, we're probably going to be right with the names. It's just a matter of where, of where they'll be. And I, and I think most people would probably be in lock and step with us as far as the names just a matter where they fit i agree you can also tweet us at the right hook pod yes send in your submissions that way as well so yes 
very happily, fun happily nerdy experiment it just something something came across to me and i was like huh i'm like yes well we can do it and we're pretty wealth of knowledge in this and we can easily come up with 30 names i came up with about 40 to maybe 50 for one of them but then that snowballed the headaches and drafts so um and i, I went imagine. from i went from 84 to now because everything else before that i kind of think is not fair because we don't get enough footage of it we just get hearsay so yeah so, so for any Bruno San Martino stands, he's. It's not that we don't love Bruno. It's just it's it's a different time period. It'd be like trying to compare nowadays to back then. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just impossible. Yeah, that's uh, that's basically what the problem is with trying to compare anything of way back when to now is because it's so different of an aspect of what it is compared to the grapple, almost Greco, you know, wrestling compared to now what sports entertainment is, it's a complete different world. You know, it's, uh, it's grown and evolved so much. You know what I mean? It's, I, I, I'm not gonna, you know, take anything away from back then because they built the fucking road for everybody to drive on today. Yes. But also in the same breath, you know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, it's also changed. So you can't think everything's going to be like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like them diehards that are like, it should be just 20 minutes of rest holds. Nah. Do I think they need to slow down? Oh yes. Yeah. A hundred and thousand percent slow down, take it in embrace the move embrace the moment and slow down yes sell the fucking move sell it like it actually hurt you instead of taking a canadian destroyer from the top of the ladder getting up and doing a hurricane rana from the top rope 10 seconds later pentagon hint hint (laughs) exactly you know what i mean man you know what i mean fuck i uh yeah, I completely, yes. Without going into that subject, I just think that uh, it's going to be a very, very fun tournament, and I am excited to see what we bring to the table for that. Because now I've got my mind racing a lot. A lot I kind of figured lot. it would. <laughs> you know what I mean? My mid-cards are being like dissected like right now. Plucking and plopping and plucking, so here we go here's a funny story for you i sent you the picture of the undertaker shirt from my story from a couple weeks ago yes my mom found another little handwritten list from i have to send you the picture it was a little handwritten list of the top 10 wrestlers in wwf right now by tom mixter it was my real name i was uh (laughs) i had barry horowitz on there at one point but Oh, wow. It was 1995. You know what I mean? During that whole time when he was fighting Skip from the Body Donnas. You know what I mean? And he got that win and he was doing the like patting himself on the back and everything. You know, I guess I must have been a Horowitz fan because I looked at that list and I started cracking the fuck up. dude. It was so good. 
It was so good. Like, you know, I'll send you the picture when we get done to that. So, yes, because I'm, yeah. I'm getting a lot of Duke the Dumpster Jersey vibes. Bro, he's actually a good dude. Actually, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't legally able to talk about it for a little bit. There was a, uh, now I actually can. Um, there was a kid who grew up in our neighborhood uh, when I was a young kid. Uh, I can say his name. His name was Zach Fries. Because legally they can't stop us from saying his name, even though this was a situation. His favorite wrestler was Duke the Dumpster Drozen. Okay. He was a friend of ours. Well, he had fallen into the like a weird crowd when we were still young. And I'm talking like we were like 12, 13. And he was like sneaking away with like these older kids and like his cousins and stuff. And like legitimately like doing coke and stuff at like 13 and like smoking cigarettes and was like drinking and like we were like 12 13 trying to wrestle and like watch wrestling and you know just be kids and he would be all like legitimately messed up when we were all young and he had like problems from when we were younger you know what i mean uh he had moved away uh he lived with his mom down in Vegas and her new boyfriend and stuff. And I can remember being with my friend Vinny and at his house and that kid Zach called his house one day. It was like bragging to Vinny so happy. Oh, I was just at Kmart and I stole a bunch of these figures and stuff and they didn't catch me. And Vinny's like, what? Why are you, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Anyway, the dude got like really like a offended the one time at us because we didn't want to like get all messed up or something anyway we had a pay-per-view back when we were younger kids we called them pay-per-views they were our little wrestling shows um called blc because we couldn't afford tables we had boxes well we invited that kid you know like to come hang out with us and wrestle like we used to and stuff and he was in he was like jeff hardy in 2010 dude he was in no place to even be around other 12 year olds 13 year olds you know what i mean <clears throat> and um, we asked him to leave and he got like upset and then he left and he didn't really hang out ever again after that um, all of our little friends kind of like went their own ways me and Vinny went and formed our own new friend group and then a couple of our other friends went and did their own thing and anyway um, he died bro I mean he died we're going years back now but he died uh, almost, what, oh, no, 10, 12 years ago now. So we're going back like 2008, 2009. No, it was after we graduated. So it had to have been, oh, fuck, earlier in the 2000s. Anyway, that I, I'm not going to search for a kid's death date. But anyway, this is what happened. Um, the kid died and... It was weird. His like uh, family didn't like us, like any of us kids and stuff. And so like we were bad influences and everything. Meanwhile, it wasn't us at all. And um, anyway, they tried to blame like McKee's Rocks in general for that kid being like messed up. And uh, his aunt had this weird thing to where we, we spoke about him 
at our school one time and not even like anything bad or whatever. It was just like, you know, he was one of our friends and he had died. And she like was saying she was gonna like sue us and like all this crazy stuff because we were like uh, slandering fucking kid's name and all this crazy stuff. So anyway, we just, obviously there was nothing could have been done. You know, the lady was kind of like not laughed at, but everybody was like, man, we understand you're grieving. You know, and our parents were like, listen, lady, relax. Anyway, all these years later, I um, was going to uh, talk about Duke Dumpster Josie. I was going to tell him about Zach, but I was so nervous to like talk about Duke the Dumpster Josie or talk about Zach to Duke the Dumpster Josie because he's in our wrestling group. And it... It, I don't know. I won't say it's sour Duke the Dumpster Josie for me at all, because it's not that. But it's like there's that weird connection between that kid who, you know, was a friend of ours growing up and Duke the Dumpster Josie forever. Because when we all had favorite wrestlers of Brett, Taker, you know, Austin, whatever, he liked Duke the Dumpster Josie. You know what I mean? And that's like the funny, legitimate part of it. <laughs> And I, uh, I kind of got lost on my original subject. I'm sorry because no, I sorry. started thinking of other different things that happened in my childhood. But uh, shout out up there, Zach Fries, man. R.I.P. Kid. You know what I mean? He was uh, the first friend, actually, from when we were younger, who passed away. And then, yeah, that was like that first experience of like being really young and somebody young dying. It was him. True story. Yeah. yeah. I uh, am not ending on a sad note. Don't yeah. even say, so we are wrapping it up there. <laughs> Howard Finkel. Anyway, let's do a cheap plug real quick. We'll jump back to our sponsor. Our good friends over there at Onnit. Onnit has a vast variety of multivitamins, supplements, You'll find something right for you, guaranteed. Go over there and check out the supplies over at Onnit. Go to onnit.com. And over at checkout, if you find something that you like, punching code hook or punching code joint for 10% off your very first order delivered right to your front door. Great How do you like stuff. that, Raymond? Great stuff. I definitely want to try that that alpha brain stuff for sure. It's just a, matter of me, just a matter of me breaking down and spending the cash. Which I'll probably (laughs) so uh let's jump into our last subject since we kind of brightened it up there. (laughs) Give thanks for being thankful. Yes. Right. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for the opportunity to be redeemable in some way, some aspect of my life. I'm trying to right some wrongs or some errors, lack of judgment, etc. Uh, I think I'm on the right road to doing that as best as I can. Um, thankful yeah. that I got the chance to do that, and I hope just things keep going in a good direction and upswing, and a little bit of normalcy and balance comes back into my world. So, and again, thankful to do this show because it's with a dear friend, family, and we get to have fun, and, and we get to, you know, get get our voice heard. So. I'm thankful for that. Ten episodes in. 
Yeah. Ten I'm and count. sending you all the prayers, brother. All the fucking best to you. I hope that everything works out perfectly for you. You deserve it, man. You really do. To you. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> what are you thankful for, good sir? I'm thankful that I'm not blind in my right eye. This past week, I had a very scary accident, and I thought something silly was going to be going on. I uh, Like I was saying to you before we started the show, still have like this like I don't know weird kind of like fuzz or something right there in my eye but I uh will tell you this story real quick my wife is opening a coffee shop and I was there giving her a hand and I had my son in my hands and I went to spin to set him down to take a walk and as I spun his hand came across and he scratched me with his little baby nails right in my retina right across the cornea and i dropped like a sack of shit <laughs> that hurt i mean i broke both of my hands before i broke my back before but my eye oh my goodness both times i've injured my eye have hurt way more because uh i don't know what it is but when i felt that happen i instantly knew something wasn't right because I had damaged my eye before. As I told you, I was holding a broken TV screen and I was carrying it outside to throw it away as I had it bundled up in duct tape. My cat got out and I went to like reach to stop to try and get my cat and it jabbed me right in the eye. And I like, oh my goodness. And uh, yeah, I went to the hospital and they said it would have been over just two inches. It would have blinded me. And I would have been blinded in my right eye. So when I fucking got scratched in the eye, I knew something wasn't right because it was that same pain as that plastic TV screen. So I, uh, I've been dealing with it kind of like, you know, the uh, nursing it at home. And uh, today's the first day that I have like good vision, we'll say, but I still have that uh, fuzz. So I'm praying for the best and I'm, glad that i'm not i am thankful that i'm not blind man i am thankful that i'm not blind and legitimately now like i said this is day two you know for everything i was playing with my son earlier and that's what i mean my vision was still like you know, kind of like weird i went to step and i thought i was gonna like step on a couple of his little blocks and i went to like move and step and i swerved and i like did something to my thumb. I must have uh, jammed it real good or I fractured something because it's twice the size of my other thumb. And uh, <laughs> it hurts. It's uh, it's not been good luck for me, we'll say. You know what I mean? I, I'm thankful that I'm not hurt worse than I am. And I'm thankful that uh, and I'm here to tell you the fucking funny story of me uh, getting my eye scratched out by my one and a half year old you know those are some of the random things you'll hear us thankful for on the right hook i'm thankful i'm not blind so there's my ridiculousness at least it's better than the show sometimes oh shit <laughs> but that's gonna wrap it up for us uh, if you have any questions, you can send it to our Gmail, rhr 
podcast one at gmail.com or send it send it to us on our Twitter account, which is the right hook pod. And enjoy WrestleMania. Enjoy WrestleMania weekend if you're a wrestling fan, period. Uh don't randomly slap anybody. And until next week, I'm right hook Ray. Oh. What I was gonna say was thank you for that. <laughs> Let's go ahead and thank our friends over at On It one more yes. time. Thank you, On It. And over at On It, use code HOOK or you use code JOINT for 10% off your order. Delivered right to your front door. Ray, send yeah. them home. And for that, I'm Ray Hook Ray. I'm Tom Casadega. We'll see you next week. We'll on see the you guys later. ACS.